This is the official ABC Once Upon a Time podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Magecki, and the creators and executive producers of Once, Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis, are here to guide you through a recap of The Outsider, episode 211. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Thanks for listening. It was really exciting to see Mr. Gold's Storybrooke City Limit experiment with Smee. Yes. yes. Does the memory magic have a time limit? Well, that's an excellent question. We'll be exploring the uh, the limits or, or not of memory when leaving Storybrooke, that much we can assure you. I love it how he chose Smee. Yeah, Smee's, you know, he's a good guinea pig. He's a weasel. He is a little bit of a he's weasel. He's a rat, really. And Mr. Gold's most treasured item is Bay's shawl. Yes. Yes. I was actually a little bit surprised. I understand that it would be that. I also would have guessed that it might be the dagger or even Belle. Plus, he kept the shawl in the safe. The dagger is an important possession to him, but not an emotional one. It is the one that actually reminds him of how he lost his right. son. He used the dagger to actually stop himself from going into the portal. So in many ways it's the reminder of his pain as opposed to the reminder of all that was good in his life. And while he's got this amazing love for Belle and this amazing relationship with her, Bay is where it started. Bay was that most pure love that between a father and a son. And when that went awry, that was the beginning of all his troubles. And I think that shawl or little blanket, it has a real significance to him in later episodes coming up. You'll see why. And outside the library, Belle says that Mr. Gold can tell her anything. In that one moment, he holds back. He doesn't quite understand the depth of her compassion. Well, I think, you know, first of all, Mr. Gold is somebody who doesn't like to share his feelings very often. And Belle is really the only person he can open up to. But to tell somebody that you killed your first wife, well, I don't know if he thinks she's there yet. And that is the internal struggle of Mr. Gold. And Hook figured out that Bay's scarf is Rumpel's most treasured item. Was it because he twisted Smee's arm, the little weasel? Or was it Archie's psychoanalysis that led him to that conclusion? Or just straight up spying? He's got a telescope and he likes those rooftops. And if we notice at the end of the act, he's across the street watching him. So he is a very perceptive man. And at Archie's wake, when Grumpy asks about outsiders entering Storybrooke, does he have a valid point? He very well might. I don't know who crashed at the end. It had Pennsylvania plates. It certainly looked like an outsider came to town, so I would keep watching to find out what would happen. And when Archie shows up and tells Emma and Henry that Cora kidnapped him, you see all the Regina accusation revenge scenarios play out in Emma's head. Yeah. Can you talk about that one moment, what she realises? She realises that she was right. They made a huge mistake but now it may be too late because all the good work Regina has done, what they did to her and chasing after her and accusing her, she's not sure what's going to happen and she knows if Cora gets to her first, uh uh-oh. And in Fairytale Land Past, Belle was quite a brave adventurer. I loved seeing her backstory. Yeah. We had a sense of that last season because she did volunteer to go with Rumpel. It's great to see what happened to her after she left him. We felt like Belle as a character is one who, she exists outside of just Rumpel and that relationship. She had a whole life before, she had a life with, and she has one after. And we felt like to really start to understand Belle more, we had to kind of see how she behaved on her own, what she wants, what the desires in her life are. One of those things that has always driven her is this quest for adventure, this quest for knowledge. And that to us was an interesting story to explore about Belle as a woman who goes out on her own to try to prove to herself what she can do. It links everything, like you said, Mm -hmm. you know, the library being her love, and then you see that she's always loved books. 
Belle is a character who has always read about adventure, but never got the opportunity to do one, which is why she volunteered for Rumpel. She wanted to be a hero. And here is an opportunity where she just had her heart broken, and she's looking for something to restore her soul. And Dreamy says, go get him. And she's like, this is my time. And we all love that Mulan and Belle are working together. Yes. Especially the scene in the town square when Mulan kicks some brute ass. Yes. Yep. That was actually a really wonderful scene. She's scene. a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, she doesn't like bullies. And I think that in that moment she respected Belle because she realized here's somebody trying to do something and I don't like anyone telling you you can't do something. You know? And like she said in the Emperor's Army, she was picked on. Yeah. yeah. Mulan very quickly comes to a realization that she and Belle both share certain attributes, and I think that a friendship formed because of that. Mulan turns out to be quite a mentor for her as well. Yes. In Fairy Tale Land, Mulan's experience fighting in the Emperor's Army has taught her skills that she then passes on to Belle. Like, be courageous, you can yeah. do it. She really encourages her. Well, I think the biggest lesson she tells Belle is only take on causes that are worth fighting for. And so Mulan wasn't there just to collect a prize. She was there to save her village. And Belle, through this experience, realized she gave up too soon on her own cause, which was Rumpelstiltskin. And when Belle fights the Yaraguai, is that the Yaraguai? Yaraguai. Again, we see Belle's compassion in that moment. I mean, he's this ferocious beast, but she actually looks beyond the beast. And in that moment, when it's pleading for help, she is impassioned to go up and save it. Her secret superpower is that she sees beneath the skin. And she realized here was not a monster, but somebody crying for help. And I think one of the lessons in this is you find your own way to be a warrior. Some people are great with a sword and some people use their mind, but at the end of the day, they all are trying to achieve the same thing. It's a good thing that she did since it was Prince Philip. Yes. It sure was. We would have hated to have Belle kill Prince Philip. Well, then the whole first part of the season would have made no sense. Yeah. This is true. No, no, the <laughs> premiere would have been real ridiculous. Unless yeah. Prince Philip. Oh, had a twin brother. Twin brother yeah, yeah, but we charming. Done, yeah, <laughs> do it again. And in Storybrooke, Belle's brave and confident also. She goes out on her own. She finds the ship. She frees Archie, finds Bay's scarf, and then fends off Hook. She's tough. Look, she learned a lot. She's very brave. And in the moment... Rumpel lies to her and says he does he doesn't lie to her, he withholds some knowledge that he killed his wife. Belle is trying to say you can tell me anything. And in this moment, Rumpel finding his son to restore his heart is a cause worth fighting for for her. And I think at the end of the day, she knows Rumpel is a person who's made a lot of mistakes, but he is somebody that is trying to get better, whereas she sees Hook as only revenge and consumed by revenge. Hook reveals to Belle that Rumpel killed Mila. He wants revenge and he yeah. thinks this is the way to do it is to turn her against Rumpel. And even though she's devastated, obviously, she still stands by him. She implores him to stop hitting Hook. Not killing him is what will show her he's changing, or at least trying to. And there are two beautiful scenes between Belle and Rumpel. One on the ship when Belle implores Mr. Gold Rumpel not to kill Hook. And yeah. then the other one is in the car when she tells him that she'll never give up. And that was something that she was taught by, as we learned earlier, Mulan. Yep. Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes. To us, it was a beautiful thing to see the depth of love that one can have for another and that what that can mean is no matter what you face, no matter what you go through, 
you will never give up on the other person if you really have that love and that belief in them. And she is an unusual hero. I mean, she doesn't have all the armor like Mulan and she doesn't have all of the trappings of a brave warrior, yet she is one with her intellect. Right. That's right. She has the spirit of a warrior. She just uses her weapons differently. Now, we really wanted to show someone being heroic and brave and doing it with a book. And you can be just as strong and powerful that way as you can be with a sword. Gives us all hope. Yes. And the end of the episode, I was pretty devastated. Yeah. I have to say. After all of those scenes with Belle and you feel like it's sort of building to this emotional point with yeah. Rumpel, I can't believe that she crossed over and doesn't remember who he is. Oh my gosh. Did I know. that it's... happen? I forgot about that. That is heartbreaking. Uh, maybe and... I crossed the line. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have to wait and see what happens. But if Hook won wanted a way to hurt Rumpel, he certainly found it. I know, I actually thought that it was a really elegant way for Hook to destroy Rumpel without actually killing Belle. Yeah. That was the perfect scenario. Those couple of scenes, her in the car and then her crossing the line, even though I was devastated, were my favourite scenes. Yeah. What were your favourite scenes? The scene in the car was one of my favourite scenes. Her being shot across the line was one of my favourite scenes. I loved the scene where it's her and Hook in the room before she knocks him out. And you're kind of getting his point of view and he's telling her what happened to Mila in the past. And what was your favourite scene? For me, it's the ending. It's the whole sort of suite of scenes between them at the line, the arrival of Hook, the shooting, the car crash, it all happening at once. And just, we were going for sort of an operatic, you know, emotional shock. And I love bringing in this new element of, you know, what it means if someone from the outside comes into town. We have a couple of Twitter questions for you. Brian McGorrity asks, will Maleficent ever return? We've spoken of Maleficent this year. We haven't seen her yet. But we know someday she will appear yeah, again. We feel very confident in that. Haven't seen the last of it. Yeah, we would really be disappointed if we'd seen the last of Maleficent. I have to say last year, that was a wonderful scene with Maleficent and the evil queen, especially with the little pony. Yeah, they're yeah. frenemies. Their relationship is one that we really enjoy writing and exploring. So uh, we hope to continue to do that. And Kay at kmore8231 asks, are we going to find out where Cora keeps her heart anytime soon? Absolutely, oh, this yeah. season. Yes, we will. And Sarah Egan and Mary So Contrary asks, will we find out Charming's real name? Could it possibly be Charlie? Or like the song Charlie's Girl, Neil was listening to? Well, we will find out his real name. And it will be in episode 13. So hang on. Mm, hang on. to look forward to. That was actually a good catch, though, that Neil was listening to Charlie's Girl. Yes. Yeah. And Ruby at Once New Gleek asks, will Regina ever apologize to the citizens of Storybook? Brooke for all of her wrongs. I mean, not, uh, not after this week. No, yeah. not, not, not anytime soon after yeah. what she's being put through. Yeah. And Anna Carolina Latouf asks, how could Regina absorb all that deathly power from the well without getting herself killed? Because she is someone who is a powerful wielder of magic in a way that, you know, we've seen very few people, the Blue Fairy, Rumpel, her, they can wield and, and handle magic. She's strong. Really what she did is she used her body to turn it off, mm -hmm. and that's what she did. It was not so much absorbing the magic as kind of transferring deflecting it and yeah. deflecting right. it. Right, like if we had thrown, say, Doc in there, he would have exploded. Yes. <laughs> right. So, Eddie and Adam, thank you so much again. Thank you, thank everyone. You. Thank you all for watching and listening. And we'll see you next week for In the Name of the Brother. Wonderful. Thank you, everyone, for listening and for tuning in. If you'd like to be part of our next session, please add your question to our podcast post on the Once Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash onceabc, or tweet me your question at Estelle underscore MCG. 